I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News update for Wednesday, January 31st. Quincy High School principal Keith Ford has stepped down as acting head football coach at Quincy High less than a week after being appointed acting coach. Ford stepped down yesterday after parents raised concerns that other qualified candidates were not given the opportunity to interview for the job. Ford had accepted the interim position last Friday after former coach Vernon Crawford resigned after only one season. Ford said he wanted to maintain continuity for the team. However, he also does not want to be a distraction. The position of head football coach for Quincy High was posted yesterday with a deadline for applications of February 14th. A meeting by the Quincy High School football boosters that was scheduled for tomorrow night regarding the coaching position has been canceled. Two crashes within 20 minutes of each other in Quincy yesterday. Police say a car rolled over near 191 Newport Avenue just before 3 p.m. Then a vehicle crashed into the Triangle Transmission Building on Liberty Street just after 3 p.m. There were no injuries in the Newport Avenue crash and minor injuries in the Liberty Street crash. Both are still under investigation. There has been a promotion on the Quincy Fire Department. Gerard Murphy was promoted to lieutenant during a ceremony that was held in the Great Hall at Quincy City Hall on Monday. Mayor Thomas Koch, Fire Chief Joe Jackson, and members of Murphy's family joined his colleagues during that ceremony. Boston's iconic destination, Faneuil Hall Marketplace, is getting a new landlord for the first time in 13 years. Ashkenazi Acquisition Corporation took over the area in 2011. Now, an arm of the global lending group, J. Safra Real Estate is taking the reins. Made up of banks worldwide operating under the J. Safra name, the buyer manages more than $300 billion in assets, ranging from the Gherkin Tower in London to 660 Madison Avenue in New York City, among others. Terms of the acquisition were not immediately disclosed. The two companies have been successful and strategic partners in the past. Faneuil Hall Marketplace has anchored downtown Boston since its construction in 1827, serving as a commercial hub of the city with dozens of shops and restaurants, including the infamous Quincy Market. A Cape Cod hotel will rebrand this summer to attract Parrot Heads as New England's first Margaritaville Resorts. Margaritaville Resort Cape Cod will replace the Cape Codder Resort and Spa in Hyannis. The Jimmy Buffett-inspired hotel chain has more than 40 locations worldwide. The owners promise that the look of the new hotel will seamlessly blend Margaritaville's casual luxury with the natural aesthetic of Hyannis and the beauty of the Cape Cod National Seashore. The resort features 272 rooms, an indoor water park, outdoor pool and spa, and Margaritaville-themed restaurants, Land Shack, Shark Bar and Grill, and 5 O'Clock Somewhere Bar. Buffett died last summer at 76 years old from a rare form of skin cancer. Margaritaville was his only pop hit, but he was masterful at promoting his lifestyle brand. 
Forbes estimated Buffett's net worth at over a billion dollars thanks to his popular concert tours, his Margaritaville resorts and restaurants, and merchandising his music. The Plymouth-based hotel investment and management firm Linkris bought the Cape Codder in late 2022. A Margaritaville restaurant opened at Boston's Faneuil Hall just last year. The building near the base of the Sagamore Bridge that once housed a Christmas tree shop store will be the home of a new business, Tulp Outdoor Living. A high-end outdoor furniture and accessory company has moved into the vacant buildings and plans to open in March. The building, with a windmill and a thatched roof, was the home of one of the most iconic Christmas tree shop's locations, and it served as a landmark that signaled the start and end of Cape Cod vacations for people driving along Route 6. Christmas tree shops closed the location amid its bankruptcy proceedings, and the Massachusetts-based retailer's final day of operations was August 12th of 2023. The Sagamore location was home to a spirit Halloween, a retailer known for pop-up stores selling Halloween costumes and decorations during the late summer and early fall. The early roots of Christmas tree shops goes back to the 50s as a summertime Christmas gift shop on the Cape known as the Christmas Tree Gift Shop. Unlike most holiday stores, Mark and Alice Matthews operated their Yarmouth Port shop from May through October when vacationers flocked to the Cape. But the shops had its true beginning in 1970 when Chuck and Doreen Beliskian bought the business and moved their family into an apartment above it. The Beliskians decided to eventually expand the store beyond Christmas ornaments and gifts, began stocking summer vacation items like beach towels and sunscreen. Most Christmas tree shops in New England were housed in buildings that resembled colonial, Victorian, or even Old English barn style. Other locations had distinct features, such as the Linfield, Massachusetts store's lighthouse and the windmill at the Sagamore store. Well, as migrants sleep on the floors at Logan Airport, the Healy administration has approved to move them to a temporary shelter in Roxbury. The Melnia Cass Recreation Complex on MLK Junior Boulevard in Roxbury is the location of the new temporary shelter. Families currently housed at Logan can start to move in as early as this morning where they'll be given wraparound services to keep them safe and healthy and help them integrate in the community. The move is the solution the Healy administration said they have now come to as they continue to ask the federal government for more assistance. However, not everybody is on board. Boston Mayor Michelle Wu expressed her disappointment that the neighborhood where mostly black people live and for decades has been marginalized with little to no investment has been chosen. But even she acknowledged leaders have toured other spaces and none were ready to meet the urgent needs of the crisis. Community members and organizations who rely on the center are now left with no viable options on where to go. Tony DeRocca, president of the Boston United Track and Cross Country Club, says he's frustrated with the disruption to his organization, which has about 200 youth members, mostly from low-income families. Complex is the only indoor facility that's open year-round. Plus, it has a 24,000-square-foot field house that can house up to 400 people, meaning it could become the largest temporary shelter in the state. State plans to use the complex until May 31st. 
After that, the center can resume its activities for the community. Six people, four of them current and former Massachusetts State Police troopers, have been arrested as part of an alleged bribery conspiracy to give guaranteed passing scores to certain applicants for commercial driver's licenses, or CDLs, according to the U.S. Attorney's Office. About two dozen drivers have been identified as receiving the licenses, according to U.S. Attorney Josh Levy, who said his office has referred their names to the Registry of Motor Vehicles, which actually issues the licenses. The 74-count indictment alleges a scheme that dates back five years in which drivers who didn't take the commercial driver's license test in part or in full or failed it were allowed to pass anyway in exchange for goods or services, including a complimentary repaving of Sergeant Gary Cedarquist's driveway valued at $10,000 and a free snowblower. Two current state troopers, one a sergeant, two civilians were arrested yesterday while two retired troopers were arrested Monday in Florida. The alleged conspirators texted each other about the, quote, golden handshake and the golden treatment. Cedarquist of Stoughton, Trooper Joel Rogers of Bridgewater, pleaded not guilty in Boston Federal Court yesterday, along with the civilians, Rehoboth resident Scott Camara, who worked for a Brockton truck driving school, and Boston resident Eric Matheson, a water company employee. The retired troopers who were arrested Calvin Butner of Halifax, Perry Mendez of Wareham. They were set to return to Boston for hearings at a later date. State police said they became aware of the federal investigation into the department's commercial driver licensing unit at the end of 2022. They did an audit and found the need for improvements in several areas. And as of early 23, required troopers to wear body cameras for all CDL exams, modernized record-keeping, creating a new supervisory role, and more. Check of business news this morning, and stocks are mixed. The Dow was up 133 points, the Nasdaq dropped 118, and the S&P fell too. Stocks were mixed in Asia. The dollar rose, the euro is down, oil at $77 a barrel. Sports Celtics beat the Pacers 129-124. They will host the Lakers tomorrow night at 7.30. Forecast from the National Weather Service today. The uh, morning starts out cloudy, but some sunny breaks later, high 36 degrees. For tonight, partly cloudy, low 24. Cloudy tomorrow, but milder, high tomorrow, 43. Friday, mostly cloudy and a high of 41. Saturday, sunny, high of 35. Well, the boater waves about a foot, wind out of the southwest at 5 knots, and a high tide at 2.18 p.m. Sunrise, 6.59, sets at 4.55. I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News Update for Wednesday, January 31st.